Hello, everyone. It is your girl, the tea teacher. To, to some and to others, I am Sugar Mama or Lakia on Facebook. But today we have an interview with, is it Miss Boomer? Bonner. Bonner. I am so sorry. My name has been messed up for all my life. So I am so sorry for, for butchering up your. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But we're having, we're interviewing with her today. She has written so many books, several books. And someone's called Bleeding Within. That one I have almost finished on my Kindle. And let me tell you, I was in tears because a lot of us is bleeding within and no one knows or understands why. So to me, that's a that's a great deal. So I want to say uh, good morning or down here is good afternoon in Oklahoma. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I am doing great. Thank you so for having me. me. Oh, you are most welcome. You are most welcome. I, I thank God for Talisha Berry. She's the one that, you know, um, gave me your name. And, and when I read your bio, I said, oh, yes, I got to tap in. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tap in. So let us know a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Shanine Bonner. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan, by the way of Los Angeles, California. Um, the Lord sent me out here to do a ministry work uh, actually, today, I, today makes my 11th year here in, in L.A. So um, didn't know anybody out here. I just, you know, heard the word go and I went, came out here, was homeless. And it, 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 it was a struggle, but uh -huh. God is able. I'm a mother of three, a grandmother of four. Oh, wow. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you say you just heard God's voice and 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 go, and mm -hmm. and you and you. She said I was homeless and everything. You I know. Just, she said, but I heard the word of God. When God tell us that we got to move, we shouldn't question what God says. We, we yeah. get on up and 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 go before we turn into that pillar of salt like Sarah <laughs> did on Lot. We just need, we just need to go, and that's you know. But I, I admire that because a lot of people as being women, men in the Church of God in Christ, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, whatever the religious, whatever the religious is, people really don't understand that we got to be a listener to what God telling us to do. We got to be a hearer of what God, people say, oh no, God don't talk to us. Yes, he does. You just ain't paying attention to what he's saying. Your, your spiritual ear is not open. It's got some wax in there. You know, you need to get your Q-tip or something clean it out because God tell us to move every day, but we don't. Yeah, that's so true. And that's a good thing that you heard. You heard him say, move, go, don't even stop, don't look back, collect your $200 on Monopoly, <laughs> let's go. And you know, people, tell, you know, when you say, you know, you was homeless, it was a struggle. But God said in the midst of the storm, he still had you. He still had you in the palm of his hand. But he needed you to leave from Flint, Michigan to go to L.A. And we never know why, but we should never question God. Now, look, you in L.A., look what you have accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God is, God is awesome. But I have to say, it wasn't like I was like, okay, I'm ready. You know, um, I was actually sitting on my porch and my aunt called me. I was reading my book, reading a book on the porch. And my aunt said, the Lord said that he sent you to, to Los Angeles. I'm like, he ain't sending me. He must be sending somebody else because he ain't sending me to no Los Angeles. And so, um, and 
and when that happened, I'm just like, okay, I had, I had my own business. I had mm -hmm. everything. And so when I just said, I ain't going to Los Angeles and the lady mm -hmm. on, on Facebook, that's so crazy. A lady on Facebook, she, she, in, um, she inboxed me. I didn't know this lady from a can of milk. <laughs> and she said, the Lord said for you to get up and go like he told Abraham to get up and he called you to Los Angeles. And I just politely just inbox her back, typing, lady, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> Who is you? How do you know me? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. And so it seemed like everything was going wrong. I lost my business. I lost everything. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I, I'm leaving. And so when uh, my daughter, because I, I lost everything, I had to move in with my 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 kids, and my daughter, oh, came, my oldest daughter, came home with a bus ticket, and she said, "Shanine Bonner, you are no longer welcome here and lost me. <laughs> Go to Los Angeles, California, do what God called for you to do." And so oh, God, God always have a ram in the bush because I started a radio broadcast when I was in Michigan out here. And so this one lady used to call me all the time for prayer. And so when I finally made it here after the two days of being on that bus, <laughs> I'm just looking. And they stole, they took all of my clothes, they lost all of my clothes on the Greyhound. I only had the clothes that was on my back. You said I was in the wilderness. <laughs> have a ram in a bush it was a man that was in, inside of the greyhound bus station and, and um in uh, uh sorry and in, in st louis mm -hmm. one of the baggage handlers told me if i don't give him 20 dollars, that my bags is not going on the bus and i said stop playing i didn't believe him until i got to tosla oklahoma and found out my bags didn't go on the bus and so i was in a corner crying talking to uh, on the phone talking to um Greyhound bus station. And it was this big, tall, white man inside of this Greyhound bus station. He was buying everybody food. He had blonde hair, real tall. And and, he, and I was just noticing this man was like so happy buying everybody food. So he, he walked over to me. He mm. seen me crying in a corner. So he walked over to me and he said, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm just like, well, yeah, I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> so so um, we um when we got got to a booth oh you know what i just noticed i don't know is this my daughter's name is on top of what my name is supposed to have oh been. that's okay oh okay so when we got into a uh, a booth he pulled out this little raggedy bible from the back of his pocket flipped mm. it open to her ah, thank you jesus from from matthew 6 and he looked at me he said take no thought of what you're gonna eat what you're gonna drink or what you're gonna wear and he looked at me he said shanine i got chills now every time i tell the story i got chills he said shanine god has use for you in california oh my goodness and that's oh, why that's what, that's what kept me mm -hmm. on my journey to come here so god will have an angel unaware unaware to make sure that you get to where you need to get to. Oh my goodness. Wow. Boy, that, that gave me chills right there because that wasn't nothing, that wasn't nothing but God that God would take you from your comfort zone 
lose everything you had, you had to move in with your children, your child evicted you, gave you a bus <laughs> They got tired of me, you know, having a preacher mama around when you like, listen, I'm tired of you. <laughs> you go, the man, you're black, your luggage, you need to make it on the bus. Out of every, he comes and he gets you and talks to you. Like you said, God, it's a ram, always a ram in the bush. And people don't realize that when we go on our daily journey and we see different people going through different things, we don't know if that could be an angel right there unaware. And you, God has sent you an angel. See, when God tell us to move, we got to move right then and there. Yeah. Even though we're like, Lord, now Jesus, I got this, I got that. God said, okay, I'm going to destroy everything, take everything that you got to get you, like I said, to Los Angeles. Yes. And that, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Boy. I mean, I don't know. That's that's just like, you know, as me growing up, I'm originally from Oklahoma. And I am a mother of, of three boys and one girl. And we have several, several grandchildren. And, you know, um, we lost our dad when I was 12. We lost our mom. When I was 17, I lost my, my brother when I turned 20. And it was like, Lord Jesus, can I keep, is it something else? I can't, my yeah. shoulders can't take out this, you know? And then, you know, going from, you know, being um, molested as a child, a teenager, an adult, it's like, okay. But God said, you know, I'm a, I have to knock you down for you to understand who you are. Because I kept saying, well, Lord, what is my purpose? Why am I here? You know, I didn't lost my best friend. Things keep happening, you know, and it just on and on and on. And, and me and my sister, we was born with a veils over our eyes. See him. And our grandma say, you know, oh, you, you won't be able to see things. You know, we saw things as being kids and adults. But when you have that spiritual eye that opens up and you can see yes. what God has in store for you and everyone else, it's like, wow, is this me? Is this me? Lord, you want me to do yes. this? And we question, like, Lord, now I, I can't do this. I can't speak in public. You know, I'm 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 shy. But God said, Here, take you out there, child. That's right. You know that that verse on 23rd Psalms. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? That I should yes. yes. That rod, that staff, they come with me. So you know, we should be able to 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 put that forth. See, he give us that. We should be able to put that forth through everything that we do, even though it seems like the storm is raging, it seems like we're we're sinking. We are drowning in the sea. But like God told his disciples on that ship, command them, them, them storms, command that wind, command that rain to cease. And when he did, his disciples looked at him like, what? How could you do this? He was calm with it. And that's, you know, looking at you, that's how you was like, at first you was like, now Lord Jesus, now look, Father. <laughs> <laughs> but you was having validation after validation about you moving along and yes. but as we being humans that flesh it was like no nah, mm -mm. yeah. you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do this so what was your next step after moving Los Angeles this man that came to you in this Greyhound station you don't got no luggage what happened next when I got here, you know, I'm looking around like, okay, Lord, did you show me show me in a vision to somebody to come and pick me up? Or <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but I heard the Lord said, call the lady name was Lawisa Durkins. And he mm -hmm. said, call Lawisa. And I was so scared to call her, but I said, okay, I called her. 
told her my situation. She said, my son is on his way to pick you up. Lord. And throughout mm. the time that all of this stuff, you know, everything happened and, you know, being homeless. And, and I, I, I said to the Lord before I left Michigan, I said, two things you got to promise me that I said, I'll never sleep on the ground mm-hmm. and that I'll never be completely broke. If I had a dollar, I wasn't completely broke. That's right. That's right. And so, and God kept his promise. I lived in abandoned houses. I, I mean, I, I've been in house. I slept in, I was in a house, didn't have no running water, didn't have no heat. And even in here, it's a city called um, Lancaster, California, mm-hmm. here that gets all four weathers, winter, spring, summer, fall, <laughs> right? And, so, and I was in that park with no heat in the winter. I'm just like, Jesus, am I in Michigan? You know? <laughs> and so, but I, I, I would layer my clothes, my coat, everything. And I, when I got here, I had $300 that a friend of mine gave me. And the Lord mm-hmm. said, give that to Lawisa for rent. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's all I have. So mm-hmm. I obeyed God. I gave it to her. And um, she, um, she took me to the Long Beach Mission. That's because I didn't have any money. And mm-hmm. I, my first set of clothes came from the Long Beach Mission. And she gave me enough just to get some under, you know, gave me back enough just to get some underwear and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my first set of clothes came from the Long Beach Mission. Oh, no. And, but I still, I never charged God foolishly. I still, I, I, I said, it's got to be something that has to come out of this. That's right. And I said, Lord, I thank you. And I, all the time, just. You know, but I, I used to say, this ain't my promised land. This my problem land, you know. <laughs> and, and, but God still, he, he always say, God protects babies and fools. And so I was the fool. And I said, Lord, I, I, I thank you. And just, I don't ever want to live that over again. But God kept his promise. Every one time I didn't, uh, oh God, the, 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 the water works are coming up on. I, Girl, I, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> so when one time I didn't have no money and I just got, and I needed some personal item stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and I said, Lord, I don't have no money, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk. And I said, and by the time I make it to this, this 99 cent store, you're going to supply mm-hmm. the need. So I bundled up, got out and started walking. And all of a sudden, money just flew to my foot. The wind wasn't blowing that day or nothing. I said, Lord, I thank you. I picked that money up and I walked to that 99 cent store and got me body wash and everything else that I needed. And it, it was like a, a it was like a, a hard, hard struggle. Not having water. I had to warm my water up in a coffee pot so I can be able to, you know, to wash up with and one of the neighbor, one neighbor that I live by, I, I said to her, she knew I was a minister. She knew I was a preacher of the gospel. And um, she was a, a little white lady. And I just, I wanted to take a shower so bad. And I said, could I just take a shower at your house? She handed me the water hose over the fence. Oh, my goodness. So, but I, I, didn't, I didn't charge it to her foolishly. I just filled up my water bottles and put the water in the coffee pot and I washed mm. up with that. Mm. And 
And, but every day I'll get up and I'll pray and I'll say, Lord, I just thank you. I know something is coming out of this. And for five years, four years, I didn't see a break until 2015. It was hard. Yeah, he had you in there. Yeah, he it was. It was. He was. He was. He was cleaning. He was washing you from within, buffering you, setting that that flesh on fire. Because when you came out, you was gonna be brand new. Yeah. Now you get them diamonds and you buff them and you shine and you. Boy, but when they come out, they glisten. Boy, that's beautiful. My goodness. Ooh, Lord Jesus. My good boy. I I feel the spirit and the anointing as we speak because God is yeah. good. You have to go through things in life, and, and that's why I tell my children and the young people, even though it seemed like you know you got so much just hitting at you like darts, but God said, I got you in this bubble. I had a dream one night, and these dogs, these rock robbers, these big teeth, they, they was after me. And every time I walked past them, they look like you know how you got like a dog kennel, you got these dogs in the kennels, and they were just biting. I had a bubble. God said, I got you in a shield. I got the blood of Jesus around you. And he said, when you walk down this aisle, don't walk down with your head that hang down. Yeah. He said, you walk with your head up. And you look at them in their eyes, letting the devil know, your enemies know that I got God up on my side. Because if it had not been for Jesus, where would we be? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. You know that lady put that hose over there across that fence. You kept saying, God, I still thank you. I thank you for my ups and my downs, my good days and my bad days. Because she said, I give you praise and honor because you are blessed and highly favored. So God was still, even though you had to go what you had to go through for all them years in that wilderness, God said, I'll buff you and can bring you out like white, like white snow. Just, oh, beautiful girl. I tell you, if I didn't have on my house, you, I sure would cut it rug. <laughs> God is good. God is wonderful. The people don't give them enough praise. They don't. Yeah, you know what? I my my thing when sometimes people people would would, would try to put a, a, a tag on you. Even when I was young, I had my first I had my first kid at seventeen. Ooh, my I had God. my second one at nineteen. Had mm -hmm. my third one at twenty one. I stopped. I don't have no more kids after that. But <laughs> but you know them babies. And you know. It was it was like a like a word curse that someone oh you ain't gonna be look at all them kids you got you know one one guy said to me um, I thought that you was gonna be a crackhead and on welfare mm. and, I, and I I look back all those those years now to look to where I'm at now I said oh this just was a preparation for what God is about to do and going through all of that hell I remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, I stayed with a lady down here and I was like so hungry. This lady was cooking uh, a whole chicken. And and I asked, I said, I'm so hungry. Could you please give me a piece of your chicken? She gave me the skin off of the off the chicken and say, you can have this. I'm not going to give you any of my meat, but you can have the skin. Mm. And I, I, I took that skin and I said, Lord, I thank you. But when I, I left her house, I said, you know what? You need to check your heart because you don't know who God is sending your way so that God can bless you. And I said, and the way that you treated me, I said, God is going to also going to repay you back. <laughs> and that that's the only word I had to, to speak something over. That's and so, 
but pay her, but pay her back the way that she did you. Yeah, and you know what? They think, oh, it's just it's common. No, God said, uh, uh-uh. uh. What you do for some of my children, the way you treat them, I'm. It's gonna come back to you. Yeah. And the Bible said, what you do to the least of, of them, you do it unto me. So, but it, and but 2015, God turned my captivity around. God turned everything around. God said, I'm going to allow you to get a job. Because before I went to this prophetic meeting, this lady pointed to me. She said, she said, woman of God, the Lord said for you not to work. And I'm looking like, you definitely ain't talking to me. <laughs> Then she came back up to me. She said, I'm talking to you. She Mm. said, God don't want you to work right now. And I said, okay. And I said, Lord is about to take me through. But that, as you just said, God has to, you know, he, he, he knows that you will serve him and give him the praise while you on the mountaintop. But that valley experience is what creates the character. That's right. That's right. And so, but God turned all of this stuff around. 2015 i just got a job i was only i was on that job for two weeks and the lord said i'm gonna bless you with a car and i i went to every i went to carmax i went to every place and they all turned me down the lord said no i said i'm gonna bless you with a new car so i went to honda uh-oh she went to the big place and i, and I didn't even have a paycheck i have a check stub i had i walked in that place i said i'm getting a car and i'm leaving out of, out of this today with a car. He has spoken in existence. Yeah, they yeah. said, well, you got a page. I said, I ain't got a check stub. I ain't got nothing. I just been working for two weeks, but I'm leaving here with a car. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And I and I left there that day with a car. Not only with a car, I got it at that time it was a 2015. It was the year 2015. I got a brand new 2015 right off the show. No, it was right in it only had 36 miles on it. And I said, Lord, I thank you. Left out of there paying my car payment was $150 a month. Girl, my goodness. And I just walked out of there with no, I had no no check stubs. I didn't have nothing. But I walked out of there that day yes. with the car. <laughs> he said, small as a mustard seed. You knew what your intentions was. You went in there with the faith of God that God was going to bless. See, we got to speak things into an existence. People speak, speak a whole bunch of negative stuff, but we, we don't never want to speak positive. But when we speak that, that words that God said, I give you your desires of your heart. He gave it to you. You thought I'm gonna come in. I'm getting me a car today. I'm, I'm getting me one of these brand new ones. I don't got nothing to show for it. I don't got nothing to give to you. This is what's gonna happen. God said, because you had faith, you gonna walk in. She said, I walked up out of there with a 2015 off the showroom floor. Hey, I want it in this color. <laughs> not a down payment, not nothing. I have I have a nickel. And for your payment to be a hundred and something dollars, that's that show was God. Yeah, $150, $100, actually $153 a month. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, my Lord. That's, that's a blessing. That's a, he, he, he put whatever. Our, it, these people say, oh, you know, we got store storehouses in heaven. But we should be able to have them down here as well. God don't want his people to be down here suffering and sickness and, 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 and not having this, not having that ailment. God said, you, we are blessed. He died upon that cross for us, for our sins, for our health, the, the diseases. But we don't never take time to say, Lord, I thank you. But to that day, girl, she said, I went up in there, y'all. She said she was going to get her car. 
<laughs> and I was still living with people. I didn't. I still was homeless. I didn't have my own address. That you know, the welfare God, office was still my address. But yeah. God, God, I know that I was on my way to where God yeah. has called for me to be. And yeah. you know, and and eventually in 2017, He blessed me with my own place. You know, even. I was homeless and I was writing my music, the songs that I actually got considered for a Grammy for. And I'm I'm sitting on a friend's couch and 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 I just heard, What a great God we serve. I'm worshiping God. Yeah. And next thing you know, I heard the whole song, What a great God we serve. And I'm grabbing my phone and I'm I'm just going to record it. Didn't know that two years later that I will be in a studio recording that song and a year later, that song has been considered for a Grammy. Ooh. See, we start off low, then look at it. But if you just would have said, no, nah, Lord, I ain't going. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. You wouldn't have had anything. Yeah. You still would have been in that same place. God said, no, I want to take you higher in the realms with me. I want you to be in a room where nothing can nothing affect you, but I gotta take you through this valley. I gotta take you through this garden. You have to crawl before you walk. You gotta be homeless and hungry and no, you know, gotta go beg you for this and that. But God said, but I'm I, you don't know I'm working in the background. I'm carrying you. You, you, you. These footsteps in the sand is not yours. And that's what that's that's a blessing because I was getting ready to ask you about what. The titles of your books, how did you come up with it? Did you just, you know what? one day just like thought of it or did something happen for you to- No, I, I was homeless again. My, oh, a friend, I was still in homelessness. And a friend, um, she lived in Orange County. She said, Shanae, do you want to come up and, and, and just stay with me for about a month or so? And I just said, heck yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the house. Yes, yes, Jesus, thank you. And so- and when I got there, she said, you know, she lived in like this extravagant apartment. I mean, you got it. It was doorman. It was just, and she said, I have, um, you could have access to everything here. We got a computer room. And I mm -hmm. said, and the Lord said, now it's time to write the book. Oh so I wrote two books, Bleeding Within and Expelled, while I was at her place. And the Lord said, it's time for you to start mm. pulling off the layers. And it's time That's for onion. Yes. Yep. To mm -hmm. to heal. And that that's where that came in at. The bleeding within. The bleeding that, that really caught my attention. That title bleeding within. Because you know, as me being a mother and having coming from biracial parents, my dad was white, my mom was black and native and you know, going to school, it was, they called us, me and my sister, every name in the book, which you can imagine, and, you know, and then growing up with family members that was like touching little people and, and, and then growing up, you know, losing my dad, my mom, and my brother. And then I had my first child when I was 20. When I got married at 20, I had my first child at 20. And then my second one at 22, well, 23, and then my second one, at, my third one at 24. And then we had, I have a stepson. Um, but going through this, then going to college, you know, right, being a mother of three, being a wife, it was hard. Many nights I was like, Lord, you got to want to do this. 
you know, it's hard. You stay up crying at night because, you know, you, I had to go to school and then getting my degrees and then seeing that, you know, life was hard. Yeah, I'm, and I'm thinking, well, Lord, here I got my kids coming up and this world is getting worse and then you see things that's going on and then you, you know, have to go through things in school with your children because of their race or because of the way they might not have this and they might not have that. And then, you know, living in a two bedroom home for almost four years because of certain situations. It's like, oh, Lord Jesus, you know, Father, I can't, you know, can I get a break? And then losing loved ones is right and left and still going through things. So one day, I was sleeping and, and 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 actually I wasn't asleep, but I was laying in my eyes closed and I saw these stairs and I was in this hospital bed. And I was just like laying there, I'm looking around and and I had got up out of the bed and you know how you got those panels in your roof or in a building you can push up and go inside. And I went inside the panel. I said, excuse me, <laughs> no, went inside this panel. And in this panel, everybody was wearing white. But they like like see through white, you know how you, uh, like a ghost would look like. You know they, they say ghosts look like they see through, and they were just walking around. Ooh, I mean it was water fountains and it was gold plated this and it was rubies this and it was I mean it was beautiful there. And I said, Oh Lord, I want to stay. Lord, I want to go. You know I want to be here. And God said, Well, you got to start using your start using your gifts. He said, You can sing. I bless you with a voice. I bless you to, to teach. I bless you to speak. I bless you to lay hands. I bless you to discern spirits. He said, but you don't want to use them. He said, because you're too shy. He said, you don't have a, you know, we're talking like, you know, me and you talking. You don't have a, a shy bone in your body. He said, what he said in my body, in the Bible, I said, what I made was good. All is well. So if I said that then, why is it not good enough today? And I had to sit back and think now, wow. Lord, I am so sorry for not following in the way that you wanted me to. Because sometimes it's being human, we want to follow in our own footsteps. We think we can do things in our flesh and we think we can do things by, by ourselves. But God said, no, okay, I'm going to step back and see if you can. And then when you can't, you still got to come back to me and lay it all at my feet. Lord, here I am, calling yeah. out to you, needing your help. It's not me, oh Lord, that's, that's the, I'm, I, I, I need uh, an accessory, you know, and every day we see things going on with our young people and, and you know, our elderly and this COVID happening and this monkey pox and, you know, it's crazy. And, and the world is is getting to where now if you don't believe in Jesus, you better start. You're right. Yes. Yes. You better start all these shootings and killings and people coming up missing and if we didn't believe in God, we better start now because let me tell you, this world is coming to an end eventually. And if we don't got our souls together, that's right. Well, I tell you, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I know it is. It's a mess. In 2020, I I had um, COVID. I caught mm -hmm. COVID really, really, really bad. I thought I was gonna die. Okay. I, I um, that's when they didn't have a vaccination at that time, and mm -hmm. and and I remember just laying on my bed, and and I and I heard a song. And I just kept singing just the like the the um the hook of the song. It was like, Oh Jesus, you are the King of Kings. And that song, believe it or not, delivered me from COVID. 
Ooh. I had, I was in, my daughter, I told my daughter I couldn't breathe. I said, Kiki, you got to take me to the hospital. I can't breathe. Oh, my Lord. And they zipped me up in, this, in the room and, and I said, I'm coming out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was sick. I was out. And I said, Lord, I just thank you. But as you were talking, mm-hmm. I heard the Lord say, he's going to use you in a way of poetry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're a poet now. If you write, if you um, do poetry. No, I don't do poetry, but I do have a book that uh, I'm trying to get finished. And Talisha asked me to go ahead and send it to her when I get done. But it's a book of uh, who I am and why God made me like this. That's the part. That's my book. But God is going to use you in in prophetic poetry. I I accept it. I receive it. Yes, you were just talking, and I I, I just heard the Lord said, I'm going to use her in the dreams. God going to bring clarity to your Mm -hmm. dreams. And as what that that's called, that's called a seer, Mm -hmm. a prophetic seer. And God is a before. (laughs) And so God is scary because sometimes you don't be like, wow, you know, is this real? You know, is this okay? You know, you'd be looking like, Lord Jesus, and then that's when the devil want to bring you fear. But then that's when, you know, you have to say, Lord, God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, peace, and of a sound mind. You know, my mother said that all the time when we was kids, because we used to see things, and we used to get nervous, you know, because we saw different things that nobody else didn't see, that she didn't even see. And and, and she's like, well, what does it look like? You know, ask them, you know, what they want. We're looking like, what? <laughs> you know but i have been told that but i have seen a lot of things and and especially you know when it comes to when i touch people's hands that's a that right there i see the most and i'm like oh my lord and 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 they be like what did you see and god said no it's not time for them to know yet mm-hmm. you know because i'd be like well lord how do you want me to tell them and you know be like oh you know they're not gonna like what i'm saying but god said it doesn't matter they didn't like me he said, back in my time, when I was telling them the word, they're not going to like you, but you still got to go about what God wants you to do. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the office of a prophet. And so, I mean, I used to, I used to see things when I was a kid. I used to scare my, my siblings. They were like, my nickname is Nikki. They were like, Mama Nikki, see stuff? I'm like, y'all is just saying, see that, go past, you know. <laughs> so this is getting ready to end. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop it. And then we have to click back on because we're going to do a part two because it's only giving us like a, a, a minute and 37 seconds. Okay. 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 And as you were speaking a while ago, um, I had, at three years old, my, we lived in, in Enid, Oklahoma. That's where I was born and raised in Enid. And we um, at this store and see how good God is. When you have one of them praying mothers and grandmothers and aunties and uncles, let me tell you. Um, so a lady there, she was giving out candy and I wanted candy too. She was getting anybody else candy, but she had gave me a muscle relaxer. And I had thought it was candy. You know, my little kids, my mother be law looking around. And so I go home and I'm an outdoors person. I love being outside. I'm very active. And I go in, my mom said, are you not going to stay outside? And I was like, no, I'm going in. So my mother had those big old huge uh, recliners. And so I got in the recliner and I laid down and I went to sleep. And my sister came home from school. My mom said, we're going there and wake her up so we can go to church. You know, church, you got to go every day. Even when you're tired, you still got to go to church. (laughs) And so (laughs) she came in there, she woke me up. 
I wouldn't wake up. They rushed me to the emergency room. I was in a coma for three days. My they God. pumped charcoal in one nostril. It came out of the other nostril. I had IVs. I had a needle in my spine. But all the while in this coma, I heard everything they were saying. Everything they were saying. And my dad would come up there and, and, and our pastor at that time would come up there and my mother was praying. I heard her pray. I mean, crying. And she'd be crying and she'd be praying and crying and praying. Even she was tired. She had to go to work that next day, but she still came back and everybody took shifts. But on that third day, I woke up and when I told her, Mama, I'm hungry. See, the devil thought that, oh, I can get her to get to my mother so he can get her down and not believing in God. But God said, uh-uh, that my child is going to arrive on that third day. And I woke up on, yeah, I yeah, on that third day. I said, Lord, I thank you. When I was 14, and you know how young teenagers, they go out and do things they don't got no business doing. And I was lose, I lost weight. And my skin was so sensitive. Can't nobody touch me, my skin. And nobody know what was going on. My mother said, lay it right here on that floor. And my mom told my sister, you get on one side and she gonna get, I'm gonna get on the other side. And they both joined hands and they was praying over me. And it felt like that our floor was just rumbling, just rumbling. And boy, and I can feel it. It's like my whole inside is on fire. I mean, like somebody just set my whole body into an oven. It was burning me up. Boy, when they got done praying, and it was at seven o'clock on the dot when my mother's clock on the wall stopped. Mm. And, and she said, Nika, are you okay? How you feeling? When I was weakened, so I went and laid down. But after that, I never had no more trouble at all. At all. But see, God said, them praying people. So you got to pray. And even though my kids is grown, but let me tell you, I still pray for them. I still pray for everybody else's kids. And I still pray because Lord, see, when we think that everything is going good. That enemy is still at the back door knocking, tapping on them windows, trying to get to you. Because they can't get to your kids. They know what can get to you. And that's through our children. Yes. And I said, Lord, even though my kids is grown and I'm 41 years old, I said, Father, I'm still praying. I said, and I'm going to pray until I leave this earth. Because God has been good, too good for us not to pray. That's right. You know, doing slave, bringing us on a slave ship and doing slavery and, 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 the 60s and 50s and 70s and they, even to this day, God said, yeah, y'all gonna go through trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. But you gotta be a good you. You still gotta be happy when That's you're right. going through things. Like you were speaking a while ago, you can give God praise when they're on the highest point. But are you gonna give praise when you're at your lowest? That's right. No, because you're at the poor means. Oh, I just can't go. Oh, poor me. God said, uh-uh. You still gotta give him praise. You still gotta be thankful. You still got to do what God wants you to do, even though you might be broke. Like you said, God told you to give her that whole $300. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, this is all I got. But God said, still give it to him. Look what God has blessed you. Look what God has done for you. Yeah. A job, a car off the floor. All books nominated for, for your music. God said, uh-uh. God said, no, I still ain't through. Still more amazing things coming out through. And, and that's what I remember when I was about 10 years old. Um, when, when, when one thing about it, a lot of people don't understand is that the enemy knows the destiny that God has for your life. That's right. That's and right. he would try to stop that before mm -hmm. you can even find 
find out what's the destiny oh, sorry, for your own life. That's what I that my, when my mother was pregnant with me, you know, back in the 70s and stuff, they didn't have ultrasound. They just had whatever came out. It's a boy, it's a girl. And, <laughs> and so we had, I had, I got, I have an older, a brother that's a year older than me. And mm -hmm. so my mother, she used to make a joke. She said, oh, she said, he was so ugly. I just, when I found out I was pregnant again, I said, Lord, please, if you bless me with a, a little girl and you make her pretty, I'll give her back to you. She didn't mm -hmm. understand that I'm going to give her back to you part. Mm -hmm. And and from the time that I can know, I have always felt the presence of God. When my sister, my sister, my younger sister, she's three years younger than me. She said, you know what? She said, Nikki, every night when you go to bed, she said, I will see a big hand come and cover mm -hmm. you while you sleep. Covering in his blood. Yes. And she told me this when we were grown and she said, and, and she said, I was so scared. And, but I remember my mother, she, um, she was married to this guy and they were arguing. I remember I was walking back. I was walking to the bathroom and I just came back to my room, like leave my mother alone. And this man chased me to my room. I held my door. He pushed mm. the door in and put a gun right to my forehead at the age of two. Lord. And and I I'm I'm in the closet and he had a gun to my hmm. head. And I said, Lord, and, and I was just so shaken. And every time, and my mother divorced him, but and Flint, Flint is so small. So you would you would run into you know your neighbor 50,000 times in Flint because it's just so small. And, <laughs> and when I was at Comcast and I seen him, it's like I got frozen. That fear all over again. All over again as a grown woman. Ooh, my and, and I said, I got to be delivered from this. Yes. And, yes. But God had me. He, he protected me. And so I'm just, I, I, I'm just praising him. Even my time here, you know, I'm still, I'm walking the streets of Long Beach. Well, I'm, I, I didn't hand it out. I didn't make little makeshift you know, cards out of notebook paper. If you need prayer, call me. And I will walk the streets of Long Beach, walk the streets of Compton, and just hand out tracks, hand out all of that. Because I know God still had, he had a purpose for me. And so mm -hmm. I remember walking the streets of Compton. I, I ordered some, some of them Bible tracks. Mm -hmm. and, um, and every Tuesday and Thursday here, um, back in that, back in like 11 years ago, they, at, at Popeye's Chicken, they would have chicken for not um for 99 cents mm -hmm. so i will put i would get my welfare check gr check or something if my kids would send me a little money welfare mm -hmm. check 221 dollars a month mm -hmm. and i would take that and i would take some of that and i will put it in the car i'll put a dollar dollar 25 in the car so they could be able to buy them some chicken and, and pay the taxes on it and so i will walk the streets of Compton. and i, I would pay that mm -hmm. inside of a track and mm -hmm. i would I will walk the streets of Compton and I just hand it out. The Lord wants you to eat today. The Lord wants you to eat today. And so one man was sitting at the bus stop and he was, he was smoking crack. Mm -hmm. I didn't judge him. I didn't do yeah, anything. Yeah. I didn't have on no hunk, hunk for Jesus t-shirt. I just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't have none of that. Oh, I could basically, I probably couldn't afford it then. I, you know, <laughs> so I'm just walking. Had holes at the bottom of my shoes, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 
I handed him a track with a dollar twenty-five in there. And I said, the Lord wants you to eat today. This man screamed, hallelujah. And I turned around and I kept not, and the Lord said, he was a preacher. And I turned, I said, you was a preacher. I said, what happened, man of God? He said, I lost my son, then I lost my way. Mm. So that's why we can't never judge anybody. That's right. That's right. We shouldn't. And God said, if we judge, he'll judge us. Yes. And I'll... I, and the Lord allowed me to be get on the radio. He kept me on the radio station. I was wondering, like, any day now, they're going to cut me off because I ain't got no money to pay. But every week, I will still be allowed to go on the radio station. I will have people call me. Now, I'm homeless myself. I got holes at the bottom of my shoe telling me that they don't have food. I will take my food stamps, and I will mm. go buy people food. I will catch the bus. They gave me bus passes. I will catch the bus to their house, cook their food. Mm wash their clothes and you know buy the food go to the grocery store carry it on the bus take it to their house cook it <laughs> and and I, I said lord the lord gonna get the glory out of it and That's even right. out of my welfare check i used to um when i got the welfare check i had enough to pay for the radio station the radio station was 200 a month i got 221 i kept the two the 21 and i gave the lord the 200 every mm. month i kept the 21 so i have enough money to catch to put on a bus pass to get to back future, and forth to get back and forth to the to the radio station Ooh, and she said even though i'm homeless holes in my shoes y'all but still yet i'm looking out for god's people yeah and, and that's, they, and they, that's they, amazing that's amazing because people will judge you in a heartbeat people will see you walking on the side of the road and won't even help. People will look at you while you're digging in a trash can and talk about you, laugh at you, and point fingers, but not knowing one day might be your turn to dig in that trash can. Yeah. And my turn to turn around and look at you. But see, the difference is I will help you, but you wouldn't help me. But in the midst of your trials and tribulations, you were still helping, even giving them money for the food and the tax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If they 99 cent chicken. And God has still bless you on that radio station. And, God is good. God is and even, I would go to church. You know, I'm a preacher myself. I've been preaching for 26 years. Mm. And I would go to church and they would laugh. Other preachers would laugh at me. One, one preacher called me a raggedy homeless prophet. And see, the Bible said, don't put your mouth on my prophet. Don't do that. When she said that, that like pierced me. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have clothes. I was wearing the same skirt every the church. You know, I, I my shoes was raggedy. I had holes at the bottom. I didn't want to even like cross my legs because you will see the holes at the bottom of my shoe. Mm -hmm. and, and, and but to this day, them same people <laughs> that talked about me, that called mm -hmm. me raggedy homeless prophets, those are the ones that come into my events. That's right. God, and it, that's right. God opened up a door. <laughs> Me, you was talking about. <laughs> God opened up a door when, um, for me to start having, I, I used to do an event here called Ask the Prophet right before COVID. And so, mm -hmm. um, and when I, I started this this um, event, you know, I, I would get a whole line of prophets. You can come in, you can ask questions. And so I went to the Lord, said, go to the Doubletree Hotel. 
and do your, your events. So mm-hmm. I went to the Double Tree Hotel and I, I asked for the smallest room because that's what I can afford. Like, <laughs> give me the smallest room. If it's, if it's next to that bathroom, give me that. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, I went there, got the smallest room. And about two weeks later, the lady called me back. She said, Miss Bonner, I have I got some bad news. I'm like, oh God, what's going on? She said, We rented out that room and I didn't let you know. She said, but we upgraded you to the penthouse suite. Ooh, look at God. Not the small room to the penthouse. To the penthouse. And I said, huh? <laughs> she said, and she, she was so apologetic. We so, so I said, thank you. So when the hunt, what God will take the small things and elevate you to the largest. In my events, every time I held them, every three months, it was 500 plus people showed up. And the very people that called me this raggedy homeless prophet was asking, could they be on my event? Mm. And the humble person that you is, you said yes. Yeah, I did. And still to this day, I, I won't I wouldn't charge them. one of them. She's still one of my good friends. You know, but I had to look Yeah, I had to look. We I I sung at a friend's event and so she seen me on the flyer and she mm-hmm. said, I had to come and see you on this flyer and you know, because I ain't seen you in a while. So I'm like, when I seen, I'm like, I was so happy, gave her a hug. I'm like, oh, I am so happy that I seen you. But when I walked out. You know, I walked out to my, my brand new car and she walked out into a 1980. And I said, hmm. I said, well, God bless you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> she put my throat a little straight with it. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> so God, so God, will, do God, that. God will do that. He, the very same people that talked about you. It's a circle. You got to come back. Mm-hmm. You got to come back to where you where you mistreated. God's people, you know, because you, you never did anything wrong. They want to talk and, oh, because she don't have, and I remember as a kid going to the state temples, uh, you know, they do like the congregation and the convocation and stuff, ladies and workmen's meetings. And it used to be a lady that used to have this nose that used to stick up like a real pointy nose. All her kids used to be, and they had, they were just better than everybody else. You try to speak to them and they just didn't want to talk to you. And they just I like you just had dirt on your face. And mm-hmm. so when I got older, me and my sister had went and I had saw them. And I was like, oh, it's them same people when we was kids, had a little snooty up nose, you know. And so we walked past them and she said, How y'all doing? She said, I hadn't seen y'all in years. And we got to talking. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, wow. She's talking to us. She acted like she didn't know who we was when we was kids. But when she told us her story and what she had been through and, and the trials that she had been through and, and the heartaches that she had been through and losing this and going through this, I said, you know, I felt bad then because I was like, wow, I sat here and judged before I shouldn't even judge. Yeah. You know, and so um, I have her now on my Facebook, but I was like, Lord, Sometimes, you know, we let we get the best of us, us as being as as flesh, you know. And, and I said, Lord, I, Lord, forgive me, because I don't want to be like that. I don't want to judge nobody. So now I'm like, you know, I love the person, and you might be doing things that I'm I don't condone, 
but that's between you and God because I can't judge you because I don't want God to judge me, yeah. you know. And and here I am, you know, judging people. And I don't want God to judge. I don't want God to, to judge my children and things like that. So I had to learn very quickly and to grow up to where, you know, some things you got to let go and let God. That's like right. Bishop Martin and his song, song, that song, let go and let God have his way. Because as soon as we do, yeah. look all the things that God, that God will allow to happen. All the good things at that song. Uh, our way, my bad days. I won't complain. Mama takes sometimes we want to complain. Lord Jesus, baby Jesus, this is going this and this is going this and this is going this. And but God said He knows before we even say anything. We don't got to keep asking for the same thing over and over. He, he said, I heard you the first time you came to me and you prayed. Yes. I heard that third time and so forth. But God said, We got to be a hearer and doer of His word. We can't just be a hearer. Or we can't just be a dude, we got to be both. And see, that's how you was. And your story is so amazing because not only was you living it and going through it, but you was also in the midst helping other folks out. You was yet still giving God praise. Father, thank you. You know, I thank you because, Father, I might be homeless, but, Father, I thank you because I'm still yet alive. Father, I might not have no house to stay in, but, Father, you blessed me to live with people. I might not have nothing to eat, but Father, this woman that gave me the skin off her chicken. But Father, I thank you for that skin. And see, when God, when people give you the little bitty pieces that they don't want, God will make it into a big old full meal and you'll be full off the skin. And the devil's yeah. wondering, well, how did she get full off that skin? God said, because that skin, like that, them loaves of bread and fish, I'll multiply. Yes. But the devil give you small. I'm going to make it into big and make your stomach full. Make you walk on a pedestals of roses because that's what God wants his people to do. And that's amazing. When Talisha told me, when she sent me your, your picture and I read your deal and I prayed, I said, Lord, I said, I'm a very talkative person. I love to talk. <laughs> and he said, you go in by, by your testimony and what you have been through because what you've been through she has been through it and more. See, I like I like talking to people around my age or even older because they have been through things in their lives that they don't mind. Hey, this is my testimony. This is what I've been through. This is what I've been through. This is where I'm at. And this is what God is going to bring me to even more. Yes. And that's what I tell the young people. Don't just stop at one thing. Keep going. Don't let the devil bring you out your character. That's you right. see, and many times during your story, we was talking, God, you could have let the devil brought you out your character. The whole time we was talking, you had never let God, I mean, let the devil, excuse me, bring you out your character and who you was. You said you had slept in abandoned homes. Now, that could have brought you out your character real quick. Walking, you know, uh, being homeless, nothing to eat, starving, clothes. You see what I'm saying? Going through this, going through that, moving from home to losing everything, living with your children. They giving you a bus ticket. To... <laughs> that still gives me. <laughs> hey, you know hey, what? It, the blessed thing about it, two of my children are here with me today here in Los Angeles. But you had to pave the way to go. Yeah. You know, one is still in Michigan because she worked for General Motors and mm -hmm. God has blessed me you know, with, with, with blessed children. When I yes. say blessed 
children. I, you know, I was young. They, me and their dad was young. You know, he died at 21. And Ooh, so, Lord. so yeah, he had, he got shot at 21. So I was here to, you know, to, to raise these three girls and I raised them in the Lord. And I thank God for the help of, of his parents and my family, you know, but, but God allowed me to raise my daughters in the Lord. So they, they don't know no other way with me is, but yes. the Lord. And so I was 24. I'm 50 now. You know, a lot of people say, girl, you look good for 50. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm 50. And I, at the age of 24, I gave my life to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I surrender. I give you my all and all. And I was not that type that, that straddled the fence. I said, either I'm going to serve you or I'm not. That's right. I said, That's I'm right. not going to straddle the fence. Either I'm going to be a good Christian or a good sinner. That's right. One way or the other. One way I said, you know, either I'm going to be hot or I said, I ain't going to go preach the gospel today and then fornicate tomorrow. I said, I'm not, that's not me. And I have lived a life of holiness before God. I have not done everything right. Yes. But I've been faithful. That's right. That's and right. I, I thank God through all of the hell that I've been through. You know, God, and even last year, the Lord said, uh, I was in my 5 a.m. prayer, and the Lord said, I want you to start a record label. Mm. And I'm like, start a record label? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where did that come from? You know, and that's why I was like, okay. And the Lord said, are you going to call it Decree Records? Gave me the name, gave me everything. You're going to call this this um, this this um, uh, this this firm, this lawyer firm. They're going to do all the paperwork for you. And, it, and I just said, okay. And I did step by step. And now won't God gave you the one guy give you the tools. Yes, and I I have a record label now called Decree, and I see why I needed the record label is because I'm on billboards, and being on billboards, you gotta have a record label. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And so you know, um, at first I was on. You know, the Lord was like, I'm going to show you how to do all of this stuff. And, you know, I was on the, the billboards, top 100s with somebody else helping me. And the Lord said, no, you're going to do this through your own stuff. Now I'm, um, my, my, my radio programmer called me yesterday because I just started doing my own music maybe about two months ago. I'm in the top. I'm, I'm in. I'm 123 now. He said, "By uh, yeah, that's the top 200. That's still that's Ooh, still good that's out good. of the whole country. That's wonderful. I, I'm Ooh, in the top 200, and so and so and God has really, truly, truly blessed. I've had people call me all around the country who wants me to um, come and perform, and and I've been nominated several times, won awards. I won a couple of awards, so." God is a great God. When you stay faithful to God, God will stay faithful to you. He is. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing because, you know, we, we got to hear God's word. The people say that God doesn't speak. Yes, he does. We're just not paying attention. Sometimes it can come in a song, it can come in a verse, it can come in, you know, a TV show, a commercial. Something can click. But God is trying to get your attention. And if he doesn't get the chance to do there, he'll tap you. <laughs> hey, can you not hear me? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, hey, listen to me. I'm talking to you, you know, and, and but we have to. I can remember, remember I was, one of my friends had passed, well, he was sick. And then another young lady from my church, we went to go see him. And 
And I'm thinking like, oh God, Jesus, you know, what am I supposed to say? You know, and we're sitting there and I'm looking at him. I went to college with him. And we got there to his house and he's looking at me and he's real small. He's like, you know, Nika, he's talking to me and I'm like trying to look off. And, and he looked at me like, Nika, you know, how, why, why you won't look at me? Because when I looked into his eyes, I saw nothing but just falling, darkness just falling. And my tears God. just started to flow down my face. And, and he was like, Nika, are you okay? And I, I'm just crying. And, and so, and I couldn't even get my words out good enough. And so, but when I touched him, it seemed like it was just like, it was, the smell was so powerful, the stench. And he said, I'm doing better. I'm, you know, I'm drinking this and I'm doing better. And, I'm, and I wanted to say, no, you're not. But God said, just hold on, just hold on. And so they, we was praying. And I couldn't, I couldn't, you know how you, you, you want to just say the prayer in, in your regular words, but the spirit of the Lord came up in there and our tongues was going, was speaking it. I was speaking in tongues and, and, I, and I couldn't just, and it was so powerful that I couldn't just, I couldn't get my hands off of him. And I, I just had his hands so, so tight. And so he said, Nika, what did you see? And that's the first time I had ever told anybody what I actually saw. And when I did, it seemed like my whole, uh, my whole demeanor just went, like this burden is lifted off. But I had to tell him what I saw. Mm -hmm. And he cried so hard. He said, I don't, I, I don't want to die. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be here. And I said, well, this is some scriptures you need to read. I said, because you got to get that one-on-one -on -one with God's relationship. We can't get it for you. You know, as being, you know, uh, my family is, is holding us. Yeah, I would say, you know, I, you can't go to heaven on my coattail. You, you, you can't, you can't go to heaven on my, on, on me. You got to get in that relationship with God. But it wasn't number like, I think three weeks later, he did pass away though. But I, it was an urgency that we had to go by that. Because if we wouldn't have went by that, but we wouldn't have listened to what God said, then he would have never known what God wanted me to tell him. Yeah. And, and go ahead. God, God does that. And, and I think the reason, one of the reasons why God sent me here, he said, I'm sending you to the Jewish nation. Mm -hmm. So I got here, you know, when I, when the Lord allowed me to work, I started working doing, um, private duty for Jewish, for Jewish people. Oh, okay. So, and right before they pass away, I would say, do you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? Every last one of them. Mm. Whether they said yes or no, they had mm -hmm. an opportunity. They can one, never say they didn't have a chance. They didn't never say. And one, one guy, he was back in the 80s, he was on the, the top 25 riches in the in United States. Oh, my Lord. And so, uh, not, and I work for uh, wealthy Jewish people, not mm -hmm. just you know, anybody. Um, so when I went and I, I was doing private duty, I, I stayed in the house for three days with them. And so he called me, he was like, he's called me baby girl, baby girl, baby girl. And I ran in the front. He said, there's two men in a black suit. Mm here standing before me but when you walked in the room they left and i know that was the mm -hmm. death angel that's right and i said mr lair i said would you like to receive jesus as lord and savior mm. and he, he said no oh, and i said goodness. once again would you like to receive jesus as lord and savior and he told me no 
So I went back in the room and I went back to sleep. I left that, that day, the next day, uh, which was on a Monday. Mm. Monday night, the other mm. caregiver called me. She was screaming, could you come over here? Could you come over here? I said, why? She said, I think Mr. Larry is dead. Ooh, Lord. So when I got back over there and he was dead, I, I had I was the one that had to call the ambulance and everything. He was mm. laying with his mouth open. I said, well, he had a chance. God gave so, him twice. Yeah, and so well, every one of them. So yes. I know that, that God has called me to the Jewish nation. Lord Jesus. God is good. God is good. So before we end this beautiful, beautiful interview, it's just like talking to one of my good friends because God is good. So when you talk about the blessings and the wonderful of Jesus, it's not an interview. It is a friendship. It is a friendship. So one, one thing that you would want to tell people out here in this world about God, what would it be? What I want to tell anybody about God is to trust him even when you can't trace him even when you don't know which way God has taken you you mm -hmm. still have to trust him you got to because got to. God wants to take the trusting part well, a lot of people don't understand the trusting part is where God want to take your faith from earthly to supernaturally heavenly that's right. Amen to that? Yes. And so by trusting him, they say, okay, God, this is all I got. You're going to have to do something. Here it go. You're going to have to do something. Lord, I ain't got no food to feed my kids. You got to do something. Lord, Ooh, you know these You got to do something. I went through that process. Lord, I ain't got nothing to feed these kids. And I woke up the next day and there was a box of food on my porch. And, That's right. and so God, he wants us to trust him, even when we mm -hmm. can't trace him or we don't even know what direction that he is going in for our life. That's right. That's right. That's right. Y'all heard it here. First, I'm the tea teacher, y'all. <laughs> y'all heard it here. It wasn't no shade, no tea. It was the truth that God is wonderful and God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. God is good. Y'all go check out her on Facebook. Get go on Kindle and get that bleeding within. Let me tell you how it will touch and bless y'all. I have always said that if let's not forget about where we have been, don't forget about back then how low we was. Because once we forget about who we was back then, we ain't gonna never know where to go in the future. We always gotta let God direct our path. We always gotta let God orchestrate. Father, where do you want me to go? As in your situation, Father, what do you want me to do? Let's not, we don't want to be like no lot. And Sarah Locke said, hey, I'm gone. Sarah's like, no, we can't go and turn into a pillow of salt. No, Father, if you tell me to move, I'm going to move. I ain't going to have nothing. But Father, I know that you are able to keep me from falling and present me fathers from the presence of his glory. See, God said, in the midst of them storms, and I always go back to where them, them disciples was on that ship, and that storm was tossing and turning that ship, and God was up under the deck. He was asleep. He was calm. He's like, hey. They went in there and woke him up, and he said, when that wind and the storm to cease, he said, I gave you the power to command that. Y'all couldn't do that. The same man that made it, the stars, the moon, the light, mm, in darkness, 
The same man that had Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden with no clothes on and they didn't even know. The same man that makes these grass and these trees and these birds. When you're feeling all alone, people out there in the social media, you turn your face to that wall and you cry out to God. You get on your knees and you say, Lord, it's me. Not nobody else that needs you, but Father, it's me. Wash me. Send down your holy and heavenly rain. Because Father, I need you. Because see, I can't make it without you, Father. I can't, I can't work with my family and deal with my kids and, and my job and society, Father, because it's me. Right. Wash me. Because once God washes you, then everything is falling in place. Not saying that the devil won't be there, because he will. But then but God gives you the attitude. He gives you the tools. He gives you the word to defeat that. And sometimes it feel like, Lord, I'm all by myself. But God said, no, you ain't. I'm carrying you. Them feet is my feet. I'm carrying you. I got you in my hands. Yes. You know, and, that, and, that's, and that's a good thing to, um, to, to, to feel is the presence of God on you and around you. I mean, my sister had went and my niece had went to this church and this lady was sitting in front of us and the spirit Lord said, go, go put your hands on her feet. And I'm just speaking in tongue. And, and all of a sudden, boy, it seemed like it just, I got so hot and my heart started racing. And I had our hands, and my niece tried to break our hands apart, but God still, he sealed it. I it, we couldn't. Not knowing I was worn off that it wouldn't have been a week. They, she had a car wreck so bad. It could, she should have killed her. But God said, because I was an intercessory prayer, God said, you was praying off that death on her. God said, you healed her. You touched her. You was right there. I was that block. I said, but God, I didn't do, I couldn't do without you. See, you know how you people on the, in, the, in the Bible, when they send up them false uh, uh, sacrifice, them, them sins, he got burned them up. Lord, uh-uh, I don't want to do that. Like you said earlier, either I'm in or I'm out. We can't play with God. Because I don't want to hear God say, depart from me. I know you're not a benefit. I want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Ah, Come on in here into the gate. That's what I want to hear. I don't never want to hear that because I, I don't like to sweat. I don't like stink. So if that so hell is not for me. <laughs> it is not for me at all. But I do thank you so much for doing this interview with me because it was an amazing just speaking about God is good. And just hearing your testimony, how where you went, where you went to where you at now, your testimony is is, is blessed and triple blessed people. Because they think people don't say that, oh, you know, I I can't say that. No, no, come out. Let let people know what you have been through. Because by you helping them, they don't, you don't know you are healing yourself. And you can't, if you can't heal yourself, you can't heal nobody else. That's right. And that's people say, well, look here, my name is Anita, look here. And people say, well, why do you smile so much? Why not smile? You think I'm letting when in the Bible, when you do that fasting in the Bible. You're supposed to get up and wash your face, brush your teeth, go on about your day, smile. Don't let the devil know you fasting because that's when the enemy tries to attack even more when he know you fasting. Mm -hmm. Got to buff in that body. You got to buff in your body daily. Bring all your thoughts into captivity. You got to get it together because if not, the devil come in your dreams, your thoughts, any way it can, any way it can. But I do appreciate it. I love you. May God bless you. And I would love to do an interview again later on down. We can do it in the first of the year.
but I just feel like God is wanting things to come out that I have a podcast. My podcast is called The Communicating and the Secrets that We Hold. Sometimes we hold secrets that can help somebody else. Yeah. And it's secrets that people you know, hold inside. I can't speak on them because I don't hurt no family members. But sometimes we got to let that out because we got sore wounds. We got wounds in us that people have hurt us and we can't let them go. We got things that we didn't been through that we can't let go. People didn't hurt us that we can't let go. Oh, he didn't look at me. You didn't took it to heart. You can't let go. Not knowing that's killing us on the inside. Believe me, I had to let a lot of that go. God said, don't worry about that. I got you. Amen. If I tell my children before we leave, is that people pick at us daily. Let them keep on picking. You remember in the Bible when them kids kept picking that old bald-headed man in the, in the Bible, they kept calling you old bald-headed man. Remember that bear came out of them woods? Oh, you can pick at me all as you want. But one day, that sheep bear going to come out. And when God put a hand on people, can't no doctor, can't no lawyer, can't your mama, can't nobody take it out but God. Yes. So we got to learn to speak life and bless it. And, and our tongues, our tongues are powerful things. It is. it is. So I thank you so much for coming on my live. 